Well, greeting world. We thank you for tuning in. We thank you for another opportunity to greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the captain of our salvation, and he is the director of our souls, and we just praise God for allowing us to be uh, where we are in the land of the living. And uh, the song said millions wanted to make it, tried to make it, but we are some of the ones that have. And we, so we thank God for you, you, and you, wherever you're listening. You may be in Boston, uh, Massachusetts, maybe in uh, Saigon, maybe in Southeast Asia, maybe in South Africa, New York City, Los Angeles. Wherever you are, we want you to know that the love of God is, is, is directed in your way. We want you to know that God cares for you. He loves you, and um, his love is big, and is big in your heart. So we praise God again for each one of you that have tuned into this uh, Abundant Now podcast. And we want you to know the love of God, for it is big in our souls. And we praise God again for you, you, and you. So we thank God for all the great things that are happening, and uh, we just... Uh, step on the devil's head and triumph over all of the difficulties, the adversities, and the pitfalls of life. All that the devil brings our way. We triumph over them when we walk in victory. And uh, we are more than conquerors to him that love us so. And so we praise God for you and you. And we're going to give you a little message today with a, with a song and um, and a great prayer. And uh, inviting those that don't know Jesus uh, to open up their hearts and let the King of Glory come in. And you say, who is the King of Glory? Well, the Lord mighty in battle. The Lord and in all of his strength and all of his wisdom and his great wise province. He is the Lord of Glory. And he will change and revolutionize your life if you'll only but give him a chance. So... We thank God again. We're going to give you a little song uh, just after we pray, and uh, we're going to proceed and ask God's blessing upon what we do and ask Him to bless you, you and you and yours in a very special way. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank and praise you for your loving kindness, your tender mercy, your hand is stretched out still. Thank you, O oh God, for every listener and for every opportunity, O oh God, that you have given men to hear your word, to hear your truth, and to be able to decipher that truth, O oh God, going forward, and to be able to be blessed by uh, thy great word. We bless your name now and honor you. Pray that you touch everywhere, strengthen everywhere, heal the sick, deliver the bound, set the captive free. In the name of Jesus, and uh, give him to praise you and magnify you for all you're doing, all you've done, and all you shall do. We look to thee right now by faith. And we love you today, we say, we're thine today, and yes to your will, and yes to your way. In Jesus' name we pray, thank God, amen, amen, and amen. A little song that's on our heart, we want to uh, bring it to you today, and here we go. Yes. 
Come on and give him glory. Give him praise. Oh, he moves the nations with your righteousness. All the kingdoms with your holiness. You bow your strong arms and the mountains shake. The whole world will fall at your feet. You are the mighty king that all the people say to the king of glory. You are the mighty king, awesome in everything. King of glory, all of creation tells of who you are. No other power can compare by far. You have conquered all your enemies and you reign forevermore. You are the mighty king. Let all the people say to the king of glory, you are the mighty king, awesome in everything, king of glory. Come on and give him praise. We give you glory, Lord. We lift you up. All honor and glory. We give you glory, yeah. We declare your praises. God in heaven, Lord of everything, you are the mighty king that all the people say to the king of glory, you are the mighty king. Awesome in everything. Mighty King of Glory, come on. Come on and praise the Mighty King. Praise the King of Glory. Mighty King, Mighty King, Mighty King. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. We just want to lift you up today, Lord. We just want to praise your name. Only you are worthy. Worthy of our praise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our king is worthy. Mighty, 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 mighty king. You are the mighty king. Praise God for that selection. God is the mighty king. And tonight we declare that uh, he is great in power, great in works, and great in his great doings among the children of men. God is a great God. He's a miracle-working God. And he moves uh, in his omnipotent power. He has all power in his hand. And uh, he knows when to move, and he'll move in your life and in my life, and we'll but allow him opportunity. We're going to give you a word tonight, and um, the word tonight is coming from the book of Esther, and uh, the first chapter, and you'll find these words recorded in Esther number one. Uh, we're going to read 
uh, from chapter 1, verses 4, 9, 12, and 15. And maybe uh, uh, just one, one other verse, but uh, uh, Esther 1 and 4 reads, And when he showed the riches of his glory, uh, his glorious kingdom, and the honor of his excellent majesty many days, even a hundred and fourscore days. That's, that's um, six months that this king showed his excellent majesty. And verse 9 says, And also uh, the, the queen made a feast for the women in the royal house, which belonged to King Ahasuerus. Verse number 12 says, uh, But the queen uh, Vashti refused to come at the king's commandment uh, by his chamberlain. Therefore was the king very wroth, and his anger burned in him. Verse 15 says, uh, And said, What shall we do under Queen Vashti according to the law? Uh, because she have not performed the commandment of the king according to his chamberlain. Praise God. Uh, I want to read one more verse, and um, that's in chapter 2, verse 1. It said, After these things, when the wrath of the king Ahasuerus was appeased, he remembered Vashti and what she had done and what was decreed against her. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of this word and the hearing thereof. And I'm going to use a thought tonight. Praise God. And it goes like this. We need God in making better choices that we can live thereby. We need God in making uh, better choices that we can live thereby. Uh, for without God, we make plenty of bad choices. For without God, we all make plenty of bad choices. Well, we thank God again for the word, the reading thereof, and um, looking at the word of God, and looking at this particular story, we see that the great feast of King Ahasuerus began on a note of joy and merrymaking, but it ended up on a real bad note. Before the feast was over, a tragic action on the part of the king instantly severed his communion with his beautiful queen and introduced a principle which was to destroy the peace of the entire kingdom. Now looking at King Ahasuerus, I want you to know that this was really not his name, but it was only his title. Like uh, you might have a, a pastor that uh, you call bishop and, uh, you know, he, he is the uh, eldest uh, ruler in the house, uh, but he has a name, but that's just the title, beast, the bishop, or King Ahasuerus was his title. His true name was Xerxes, and he ruled from uh, 486 to 465 B.C. History tells us that he was an impulsive ruler, and we can see that throughout the book of Esther. Note how he, he, how impulsive he was in putting away his lovely queen, uh, his wife, and later regretted what he had done. 
Uh, also, how he gave great authority to Haman uh, down further in the book, who, rep who is representative of the devil himself and forgot what his decree involved. The great feast and royal fair was for the purpose of conferring with his chiefs, his leaders in the preparation for war against Greece. Xerxes had put down rebellion in Egypt and felt confident he could conquer the Grecians. Uh, the gathering, the party, if you will, the jump, uh, was 180 days, six months. And then a seven-day feast, a huge banquet, was at the end of that particular period. The actual feast lasted uh, for seven days in the king's beautiful garden. Of course, there was lots of drinking. Each guest was permitted to have as much as they wanted to consume. The women followed the Persian practice, uh, having uh -huh, a separate banquet of their own. Anxious to please uh, his dinner guests, Xerxes summons the queen to come to the men's banquet. But the queen refused. The name Vashti means beautiful woman. As the king calls on his wife, she must have said, if I go in there, it's going to be an ugly scene. No doubt Vashti knew the king and his dinner guests, his, 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 um, appointees and all of his uh, surrounding his entourage were already well under the influence of wine and strong drink and uh, and that her appearance would only create further disturbance so I just want to let you know that uh, I want to know here that without God we'll make major wrong choices and uh, those choices can alter our destiny here is the picture of a, uh, uh, and the story of a fallen man. In the Garden of Eden, man was intended to display in his own human personality all of the majesty, the glory, and wisdom, and might of God that indwelled him. But in today's lesson, the king is not, con uh, is not content to display the authority that was properly his. As the party goes further, the king displays the attitude that the glory and the majesty that he had was of his own making, lifted up in pride and, and, uh, and uh, his own uh, stupor uh, with pride and weakness by his, own, uh, by his own indulgence and drunkenness. He foolishly sinned for the queen. Perhaps we can understand this story and see it from a better light if we would ask the question, when was it that Adam actually fell? Did he fall when he ate of the forbidden fruit? By no means. No, that was when Eve fell. That was the fall of women, or the woman, if you will. Uh, but it was also the means to which the tempter gained access to the man. Adam fell when he was confronted with the fact of his wife's disobedience. He deliberately chooses to give the supremacy of his emotions, uh -huh, that is the love for his wife, over the revelation within him uh, by the Spirit of God, whereby God had already spoke to him. So it was when Adam thus violated the function of his spirit to his emotions and the, 
and the Solish film that he became a fallen being. When the queen was summoned to appear upon, uh, before the king in this wrongful fashion, she refused to do so. Then instead of honestly facing the rash pride that made uh, the king act so foolishly, he calls his counselors and his wise men and uh, angrily asks them what should be done to this reluctant queen. Why, they shyly insinuated that uh, the fault was all the queen's, and if he did not act to support his foolish demands, she would encourage a revolt among the women of the kingdom, and there would be much contempt and anger. This, of course, was a devilish lie, just as it was a lie when Satan, old Slewfoot, back in the garden, suggested to Eve that God was putting unwarranted restrictions upon her freedom, and if she did not act to claim her fancy rights, she would never realize her full potential of her being and would be troubled with her endless regret. The devil is no good. Look at somebody and say the devil is no good. Riding, walking, or standing still, he's still no good. If you're cruising down the street, down the avenue, down Crenshaw Boulevard, down Dixwell Boulevard, or down Park Avenue, and you see the devil with his finger out, standing on the corner, please do not pick, pick that booger up. Because when you pick that booger up, guess what? You pick him up and put him in your car, next thing you know, he'll be changing your radio station. You may be listening to a man gospel rap, and he's going to change it to gangster rap. You may be listening to uh -huh, uh, some smooth music or some gospel music, and here come the devil. He got some killer music he want to put on. So you got to watch out for that booger when you see him. As a result of this advice, King Ahasuerus made a choice uh, from which he, even the king, could not retreat or escape. Hear what the evil counselor said to King Ahasuerus in Esther 1 and 19. He said, if it please the king, let a royal order go forth from him. And let it be written among the laws of the Medes and the Persians, uh, so that it may not be uh, altered, that Vashti is to come no more before the king Ahasuerus. Yes, as this advice pleased the king, and a letter was sent out, out to all of his provinces in the entire domain of his entire kingdom. And it said to the effect, uh, the law which the king thus promulgates uh, was to be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes, a law which could not be changed. Yes, the king himself must be forever subject to it. So in the greater parable of our lives, this unchangeable law is known as the law of sin and death. It is also called the law of retribution or even the law of inevitable consequences. God's word states, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Look at somebody and say, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And God said, all souls are mine, but the soul that sinneth, it shall die. 
that when Adam was approached by Eve with the fruit of disobedience, and he understood clearly what were the issues, he deliberately chooses what his reasoning said over what the revelation taught, uh, thus cutting himself off from the glory of God in his own spirit. He chooses the wrong desires over the, the fellowship with God and set, set in motion a string of consequences. He was powerless to change. God will help us make the kind of choices uh, that will heal and quell our searching hearts if we'll but lean on him. Chapter 2 begins the redeeming grace of the drama. It opens with the king vainly searching to satisfy his relentless soul in the fruitful search for someone to fill the void and the vacuum of his life. Chapter 2 and 1 says, After these things, uh, when the king of Hasherus had abated, uh, he remembered Vashti and what she had done and what had been decreed against her. This is the whole story of the human life without God. Dr. Carl Jung, the great Australian philosopher, uh, said that man is suffering from narcosis of emptiness. He said when God goes, goals go. And when goals go, purpose goes. When purpose goes, meaning goes. And life goes completely dead on your hand. Man is forever restless and dissatisfied, never designed to be alone with his own thoughts. He also is demanding uh, something to anesthetize the pain of his own loneliness. Man is driven in his loneliness. He is on a continuous painstaking seek, just like the king Ahasuerus. But man hardly knows what, what's all involved. And God who made man is unwilling to abandon him to the results of his own foolish choices. I said it's about the choices. Praise God. At this point in the whole drama, Mordecai, who is the representative of the Holy Spirit, the son of Jar, the son of Shemar, uh, son of Kish, a Benjaminite, and Hadashai, uh, that is Esther, the daughter of his uncle, for she had neither father or mother, for the maiden was beautiful and altogether lovely, for her parents had died and Mordecai had adopted her as his own daughter. And as the sequence of events goes further, the next step is for the king to discover the, the lovely Esther. Although he is quite unaware, unaware that Mordecai was moving towards bringing the two faces together. The Bible encourages and urges man to seek the Lord while he may be found. Jeremiah 29 and 13 declares, And if you'll seek me, you'll find me when you have searched for me with all of your heart. Oh yes, you got to seek the Lord. If you'll seek him, you can find him. Pray, praise God. Hebrews 11 states, says, Without faith it's impossible to please him. That is God. For he that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a water of them that diligently seek him. God's truth revealed that it is really the Holy Spirit who is doing the seeking. 
When our search has ended, we are totally shocked to discover that it wasn't us that found him, but he it was who found us. So is so in this example we have what is known as the classic old proverb. He pursued her until she captured him. In my mind's eyes, I can see this king after being without his queen for some 30 days or more and after seeking and seeing her again uh, and his anger had subsided, he sees her in another light because he was probably at the point of pulling out his hair. This is all, uh, this all sets the king on a relentless search looking high and low upon maiden after maiden. They were all brought before him, but he rejected them all. At last, at last, he sees Esther. Uh-huh. And her turn came to go before the, the king. And without any great interpretation, we see that she is the one. Uh-huh. We can say that wholeheartedly this was the right choice for the king, for he chooses her. This is the kind of choice that the king could live by and even live with. This can be looked at as the conversion or the born-again experience of King Ahasuerus. Esther came before the king without any of the artificial embroiderments to beautify her, which the other maidens had used. She stood before the king in the loveliness of a natural beauty. And when the king saw her, he immediately loved her. Amen. Love at first sight, if you will. And he set the royal uh-huh, crown upon her, the authority upon her head. He recognized in this lovely woman the answer to his emptiness and relentless and restless life. And in the setting of the crown upon her head, he enters into a, a lasting and overwhelming joy uh, of comfort in the life he was to live. It was complete in this maiden. And so here we have a man, a, a king of a great kingdom, and he made some bad choices. Anytime you're not walking with God, you're going to make plenty of bad choices. Anytime you're outside of the will of God, uh, you're going to make plenty of bad choices. Well, that's the worst choice uh, that you could ever make is to be outside of the will of God and stay there. When the light comes on, when, amen, the truth is um, pounced upon, amen, your, uh, your eternal conscience, and you see what you haven't seen before. For the Bible said, uh, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. When you hear the word of God, and when you hear the truth of God, and you turn your heart in that direction, because truth, amen, doesn't have to be dressed up. You can see the truth walking down the street in pure nakedness. And guess what? You ain't got to clothe it or robe it, but it is the truth all by itself. And the truth will stand when everything else will fall by the wayside. 
and uh, Ahasuerus, Xerxes, if you will, he saw the truth uh, and what his soul so desired in this woman Esther. And as he pursues her and as he goes after her uh, in searching uh, to quell the restlessness of his heart, he saw her in a new light and she caused the light, amen, to come on in his empty heart. And uh, when he seen that, he put out the royal scepter and put the royal crown upon her head and said, this is the one. I don't have to look any further. I don't have to go another day without a queen and without a woman that I could be attached to. And uh, this was the right choice. Praise God. And when you get the right thing, everything else doesn't matter anymore. I want to beg your attention to look at this king and what he was dealing with. He had all these uh, royal folk around him and all of his uh, entourage, all of the people that helped govern his empire. And they, amen, were all in a drunken stupor. And they gave him, even though they were on the higher echelon of things, they gave the king the the bad, uh, gave him a bad choice to deal with, gave him some bad information. And the king, amen, got way out there where he really didn't want to be. And when you listen to folk, praise God that uh, that are not following Jesus. And you look at folk and you're following them, uh, amen, and they're, they're in a drunken stupor. And they, amen, uh, are outside of the will of God. Uh, they're going to lead you in the wrong path. Uh, but be assured and be not dismayed. Whatever be tied, if you'll follow God and follow, amen, the hand that's pointing you in the way of God, you won't make any rash mistakes. You won't make any stupid uh, decisions. You won't make decisions that you can't live with. But God will help you if you'll just lean on him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. He'll put you on the right path. Praise God. There's all kinds of roads and all kinds of paths. There's a path that seemeth right, but the end thereof are the ways of death. But you got to put your hand in the hand of the man that walked the dusty shores of Galilee and believe that he's going to take you through. He's going to help you, and he's going to help you make it. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I put my hand in God's hand. And right now I'm going to end this uh, this particular message. And I want to admonish you today to let you know you can make right decisions. You can make the best decisions. You can make the kind God kind of decisions. If you'll but lean on God, if you'll but trust in Him, he will see you through. Well, praise God. We thank God for that word. And we thank God for you, you, and you. And we want to pray and believe the Lord together. Father, we thank you, God, for this word that um, 
that lets men, women, boys, and girls everywhere know that the way to make the right decisions, uh, the means thereby, is through you. And if they don't know you today, uh, they'll continue to, to flop and flounder in life. And uh, with your help, they can make it. They can take it. They can go through. They can stand up. They can be counted. And they can have their lives count for more if they'll but give their hearts to Jesus. Praise God. Father, we pray that you'd help those that are listening. And uh, if there be anybody out there that's not saved, that doesn't know you in the pardon of your sin, we pray this prayer. And I want you to pray it with me, listener. I want you to pray that prayer. If you're outside of the ark of safety and you don't know Jesus as your Savior and, and your Lord, then you need to be praying this prayer. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our trespasses, and we, uh, we repent and turn our hearts to Thee. We turn around and we uh, make our focus uh, uh, to be, to be a, a attached to Thee, to be planted on Thee, that we might follow You all the days of our lives, that we might be saved, born again, uh, regenerated, and, and turned around from going and following darkness to following the light of Jesus Christ. Change me right now. Make me born again. Make me a new creature in Jesus that I might serve you and walk with you all the days of my life. I love you, Jesus. Coming in, come on in and save me and wash me and make me thoroughly new. We believe it done. We thank you for it by faith. Thank you and thank God. Amen and amen. Well, listeners, if you prayed that prayer and you was outside of the ark of safety, we pray to God that the blessings of the Lord the Lord be rich upon you, and they add no sorrows, and uh, you that are in Christ, we pray the strength of God, and the uh, the grace of God, and that uh, the God of miracles might bless you in a tremendous and great way, meet your every need, <clears throat> and go with you further and further. Lord bless you real good. May heaven smile upon you. Thank you again for tuning in to this great uh, <clears throat> Abundant Now podcast. We pray you would tune in again. And uh, we pray that you would send your support this way. You can write me at Ralph underscore McCauley at Yahoo. Uh, write me, I'll write you back. And uh, we look for you to tune in again next time. And uh, may you be blessed. And may God smile upon you. And may heaven's best be yours. My, um, God bless you real good. And uh, we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.